Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Alt Kings podcast. I'm your host, Tate, and today I have the honor of speaking with Topachi, one of the founders of Age Suite. How are you doing today, man? Uh, doing very well, thanks. And uh, thanks a lot for having me into your podcast. Very happy to have you here today. It's been a long time in the making. I've been reaching out for a couple months now, and I'm very happy to finally be able to host you. And so, you know, my first question to you would be is, you know, what is the vision for Age Suite? And, uh, you know, what do you hope to achieve with the platform? Yeah, that's a good question. Thanks a lot. So we at HBAR Suite, uh, we basically cre- created a suite of uh, DeFi services uh, based on uh, Hedera Network, which uh, allow you to uh, have decentralized finance protocols in a smart contractless manner. So what we basically did is create uh, uh, this core technology called Smart Note Technology, which uh, aims to replace smart contracts. And on top of uh, this technology in the past uh, year and a half, we have been building showcase features such as uh, um, a decentralized exchange with uh, zero slippage, smart rebalance market maker. We made uh, an NFT DEX, a NFT launchpad, a fungible token launchpad, a DAO engine where people are able to create their own DAOs, uh, create their own proposals, bottom proposals, and as well as a multi-signature app feature where uh, people are able to create uh, multi-signature wallets. So we basically made all those uh, uh, showcase features to uh, and to show people that uh, the potential of the smart node technology is uh, very uh, limitless to a certain extent. And uh, our uh, f- our final goal would eventually be to have the developers onboarding into Hedera in this case and be able to build using our smart node technology so that they may be able to build their own uh, DAX, for example, or their own launchpad or whatever kind of um, feature or service that could be used alongside uh, the smart node technology. Nice. Yeah, I know one of my favorite features that you guys do have on HSuite is uh, the DAO feature. We do use that over here at the Alt Kings as well as part of Royal Labs, our uh, parent company. And I believe, you know, that DAO feature is very unique for the space, especially on Hedera, but it allows, you know, the community to engage with, you know, whatever the founders desire them to interact with and, you know, either vote upon, either have, you know, yes or no questions, uh, just different ways of approaching, you know, getting the community engaged more to interact with how they, you know, expand and grow the community as a whole and i think that dow you know the doubt the dow tab within h suite does great things for that in my opinion patchy i think you might be muted hi can you hear me now yes i can okay good um yeah definitely the dow feature is also a uh... A very important feature for the header space because uh, I believe to this day there is not a real protocol or standard just yet that allows projects, communities, or creators in order to um, create proposals and feature of certain yep. manner. And we actually allow uh, a couple different ways of managing uh, a DAO, which may be either through holding an NFT, so which means that you could set up your DAO by having like a protocol where as long as you hold one NFT, your vote counts as one, for example. 
or as may, the more NFTs you have or the more fungible tokens you have, the more voting power you have. If you wish to incentivize a sort of uh, uh, increasing uh, the holding of the value of the project and uh, users, as well as uh, creating also a council model, uh, limited DAO based, which means that the project will also create a model where um, you have a council and then you have the community voting, and which means that, for example, if a community user wishes to to write a proposal and pass it through a DAO, it has to be approved or rejected first by the council, and then only if approved by the council, uh, only then would pass through uh, a public vote. Uh, and nice. so this is like the basic that we also inspired ourselves from uh, from some other Ethereum protocol standards. Yeah, it's amazing. And I do think it's awesome where, say, if you do hold more NFTs, your vote weighs more than just holding, you know, one that, you know, incentivizes, you know, the whales of these communities to have more of a reach. And, you know, their vote has more power behind it because they hold more of the NFTs and they've invested more into the project. That alone, you know, it's going to really set the bar for how people approach voting as well as how people approach, you know, investing in the projects that they truly believe that it is a successful project long term, they'll potentially scoop up more NFTs and then their voting power would be much higher for, you know, whatever voting would be necessary for that DAO. And I'd really love to transition into, you know, Hedera. I know you mentioned mentioned it a little earlier, but, you know, why did, you know, you choose to build HSuite on Hedera? And uh, what were the benefits of using Hedera for a DeFi platform? Yeah, so it's actually a very cool story because uh, me and my other uh, co-founder, uh, Tomachi, we we basically been into the Dera ecosystem for uh, quite a few years now, and we since since the inception of Dera, even even before HBAR hit the crypto markets, we we were really fascinated uh, with uh, Dr. Limon's Bird lectures, who is the, one of the creators and inventors of the Hashgraph consensus algorithm. Uh, we were super fascinated by this uh, technology and the way it was expressing um, the possible utilization, which also uh, was related to the fact that uh, with using Hedera, such as uh, the services of the data like uh, Hedera Consensus Service, the token service or the file service, you didn't really need the, the use of uh, smart contracts. And this, those were like the first videos that Dr. Limon uh, released into the public uh, back in 2017, more or less, when he had some Harvard lectures and he was explaining uh, a few key differences to creating what can be called an appnet against just like deploying a smart contract. So what happened was about six months before uh, there was still uh, no smart contracts on Adera, me and my other partner, uh, Tomachi, we took the challenge upon our hands and we said, okay, so Dr. Limon is saying that we don't need smart contracts to, to build the applications on Adara. So you know what? We, we're going to do what Dr. Limon has always said and always mentioned. And this was when there was no smart contracts just yet. So what happened is we started building this technology called the smart nodes, which aims to be the standard framework for uh, external projects to eventually build the appnets. And the concept... The concept of uh, AppNet is uh, basically uh, means application network, 
which in our case, we are building as a DAP. So technically speaking, we are building a DAPnet framework, which allows you to create uh, a decentralized application. And the decentralized part comes from the fact that uh, our smart nodes are, uh, there are many different ones that can be deployed, whether into uh, local computing environments or cloud computing environments. And we will eventually have uh, also smart node validators uh, released to the public, which means that uh, um, our, some of the community members which hold a certain amount of H suite, which right now is set to at least 10 million H suite, uh, which is our uh, utility token and governance token, will be able to host a smart node. And we will uh, make it so that uh, people will be able to run it on, for example, on Google Cloud, or uh, eventually have the option of running it locally on uh, your computer and even be more decentralized. Nice. That that sounds amazing. And I mean, it's like you said, it's going to create a way of becoming much more decentralized and staying a part of, say, HSuite or any other, you know, decks out there. It's going to really just make it where it's your very own rather than being a part of somebody else's entity. And I think that's a really smart approach that really just, you know, evolves and expands the whole entire concept be behind decentralization to a new, you know, standard. And it allows people to be able to really do what they want, how they want to, whenever they want to, with no restrictions, as long as you understand how to develop on a DApp, a decentralized application. Exactly correct. Nice. So, you know, we've kind of dabbled into some of the features that, you know, HSuite has developed and has already, you know, has already really brought to life to an extent. What are some of the new features that you're most excited about and how do you think these features will benefit the users utilizing HSuite today? Well, uh some of the features that I can name that I believe they're really important for the header ecosystem. One of them, which we recently uh, we recently released uh, as a, a new feature, is the multi-signature wallet creator feature, which is basically this uh, uh, feature where you go to our website in the tab, and uh, once you log in, you're actually able to create a multi-signature wallet on Hedera with. Uh, uh, with your friends, family, business partners, partners, whatever the case may be. And uh, it's really important because uh, up to this day, there has not really been anything like that built into the data ecosystem in a way that uh, uh, allows users to have a seamless experience into doing so. And we, we took inspiration on a user experience level uh, from uh, a, a multi-sig application called uh, Gnosis Safe, which is a very, very popular into uh, the Ethereum network. And uh, we, we basically took inspiration from it and we, of course, adapted it uh, for the, the DARA functionalities. So how mm. basically works in a, in a short term is that uh, you just log in with your wallet into, our, into the DApp, go to the multi-signature feature, you just go to create a new wallet, and what happens is you, you'll have a list uh, where you can select the, the wallet name, and then you can add wallet owners, which means like uh, you can add the wallets of those who will be able to 
uh, sign transactions. And it's really cool because you can have a list of uh, uh, wallets, account IDs of people, whether they are friends or family that uh, uh, you wish them to be part of. And for the initial wallet creation, you don't even need them to agree on uh, on creating this wallet. But uh, once you create this wallet, then like if you wish to perform any operation like a token withdrawal or a token association or any kind of this uh, uh, action, you will eventually need the the approval of those other people uh, wallets, which they have to be connected into the, the app so that they receive the notification of uh, the new pending transaction. But uh, yeah, it's this one is pretty pretty simple, straightforward, and we also created a step by step tutorials documentation, which. Uh, uh, explains exactly how you can uh, create uh, create a wallet and then like how you manage it to increase like a threshold for example like if you have uh, five people uh, in- inside this multi-signature wallet you can have a threshold of uh, three out of five which means that at least three people have to approve a transaction in order to perform or it could be right. more it could be less could be updated and yeah this is the very important uh, for many projects in the Dera communities so that uh, uh, would increase uh, trust and transparency, especially with regards of uh, maybe some NFT projects or some projects that uh, don't know exactly how to make sure that the funds are uh, safe in a manner, uh, which until now, most of them, you had to have trust uh, into the yep. project when they were uh, inside a, a single thing account. That said, we at HPAR Suite utilized the multi-signature technology since like the real inception when we started the project, but we did it through a backend app with our uh, treasury committees. So it was kind of a little more uh, a little more complex for the beginner user. And we just made the now with a nice user interface so that it's much simpler to manage. And we, we are now using it uh, ourselves we are transitioning to a multi-signature feature uh, for our wallets so that we can use the user interface as well but uh, regarding another uh, important uh, feature that we believe is very important to to have known and spread awareness awareness on is our uh, decentralized exchange which is completely uh, native on Hedera and a few key differences that uh, you could see um, between our DEX compared to other smart contract DEXs based on Hedera is that, for example, uh, when you perform a swap on a smart contract DEX, as of today, you will have to perform two transactions. The first transaction will be a token allowance approval, and the second transaction will be the actual swap. And this means that there are more fees involved, of course, double the transactions, um, even if smart contracts on Hedera are still fairly cheaper compared to other chains, we in our DEX, we only have one transaction and it's uh, a fraction of the cost because we have Hedera uh, native fees. And moreover, by using Atomic transactions on our DEX, you are able to see exactly where you're sending and what you are receiving. I mean, and there is no zero slippage whatsoever at all. And that's really important to know. Meanwhile, other smart contract access, when you perform a swap and there is a smart contract execution, you don't know exactly all the what you're signing for, exactly what you're 
exactly what you're receiving due to also sleep patch as well. Nice. So, you know, with that multi-sig wallet, is that going to be integrated into Hashpack or is that your very own wallet for H-Suite? Uh, well, that's a good question. So, uh, as far as I know, uh, our DApp is actually, the whole DApp itself is uh, actually integrated inside the Hashpack on the DApp section. Um, but uh, it it's... The, the feature that we have, it's not really a wallet itself. We It's just a, a user interface that, gotcha. created that works with the smart nodes in order to people help manage their own funds, which means that uh, when you perform a transaction, you will always have to sign a transaction from uh, from your Hashback wallet, regardless, you have to approve from there. We did not create like a brand new wallet for the multi-sig. Makes sense. Well, I think the multi-sigs actually really beneficial to, uh, you know, people creating, you know, projects on Hedera and any other chain also potentially down the line. Um, just because, you know, having that second, third, maybe fourth or fifth approval by the other founders, a part of the community, um, that can go a long way with, you know, security, trust and insurement, uh, like insurance in regards to, you know, longevity of the project itself. And I think, you know, making sure that the other founders, at least maybe two out of the three have to approve a transaction before it goes through, majority rules, of course, but it's just, it's not making sure there's, well, it is making sure there's no bad actors, you know, making any malicious sort of uh, approvals within the wallet itself or any other things as well. And I think that's a really cool approach you know, utilizing and bringing to life that multi-sig uh, platform to be used within each wallet. Yeah, it's really important because what happens is uh, using a multi-sig lowers the liability that one single uh, actor would have. Yep. In case like they, their, their private keys or something get hacked or they decide to, to do something malicious. But um, at the same time, if something happened into the multi-sig, uh, let's say there is 10 members, you know, and the threshold is six. If uh, six of them decide to to collide and do something malicious, a tra malicious transactions, everybody can see that those people who are exactly the people part of the multi-sig that agree don't sign in the transaction. So it also shows more transparency and accountability in case something will go wrong as well in uh, a decentralized multi-signature environment. That's a great point. You know, that's that was kind of one of the challenges I feel as if some projects were facing, say if they were to give the keys to a main wallet for the project to a new founder, and they might have, you know, quote unquote, trusted that founder just a little bit because they were part of the project prior to becoming a founder. Uh, I mean, that really overlaps one of the challenges that some of these project founders might, might have faced where they onboard this new founder they give them access to the main wallet. Then the found the new founder does some sort of malicious attack where he just basically either drains the wallet or just takes advantage in any sort of way, shape, or form. That really restricts those possibilities and you know requires more safe and structure within utilizing that wallet itself. And you know, speaking about some challenges, what are some of the challenges you know you have faced developing? out H Suite itself and how have you overcame these challenges as a whole? 
Uh, yeah, so um, during this past year and a half that we have building uh, on a Hedera in a, um, in a very native manner using the Hedera SDKs, particularly the JavaScript SDK, we, we have faced uh, a few challenges and they were related to the fact that uh, the way that we were planning things, usually what happens is when you have a vision of uh, how something will work, you would uh, kind of write a high-level architecture of the functionality flow of something, and then you start breaking down into more uh, lower-level, um, lower-level uh, task notes, and from there you would try to figure out how you could implement the functionality in a way that is uh, uh, that it properly works with uh, the way header works, right? So yeah. there have been uh, a few instances in the past where we we programmed uh, a smart node functionality in a way that of course would uh, properly work with Hedera, but then maybe we realized uh, we found out that Hedera could have had some uh, sort of uh, uh, limitations, so to speak, for what we had to build. But uh, those were things that uh, we overcame. Uh, those so-called limitations that we found in certain uh, logics. We overcame thanks to also the help of uh, the Dara team and us learning more and more about how that actually works. So any challenge that we actually, that we found on our road, we were always able to overcome. And this because we have, uh, even if we are a small team, small development team, we have a really strong development team and we were always able to find a way of achieving the objectives that we were pointing ourselves to uh, get done. Uh, but uh, yeah, it all the, all those challenges uh, that you may face depend on how much you know about Hedera. And then once you know how the, the Hedera SDK works, then you can just adapt your uh, programmability around those issues. Sometimes sometime it could have taken a little time to read up, sometimes took less time, or sometimes there was some uh, header main net upgrade that kind of changed uh, a few things, maybe in the in the reading of uh, mirror node information, the way, for example, an object was uh, mapped. So maybe we had to perform some modification into, to be able, for example, to fetch a list of uh, NFT holders uh, or fungible token holders, but those most of them were just uh, relatively minor uh, minor issues that we found uh, along the way. Well, that's good. There, there was not necessarily any major problems that came about developing at H Suite, and only minor that were very easy to you know overcome. Speaking about DeFi a little more, you know. As HSuite is a DeFi platform, you know, what are your thoughts on the regulatory landscape for DeFi, maybe potentially within just the United States and even outside of the United States? I know that's probably something that's been on your mind recently with, uh, you know, Ripple winning that lawsuit against the SEC. And um, there's just a lot more regula regulatory clarity that needs to come for crypto adoption as a whole and to onboard mass users into this Web3 landscape. Yeah, that's a very, very good question. Um, so uh, leaving the facts aside that HBAR Suite, we're, um, we're basically a worldwide project. When we mean by that, we uh, people that work at HBAR Suite are some based in 
somewhere in different parts of the world. Uh, a few of us are based in Europe, uh, some of them in, uh, from South America or Australia. So we're uh, they're a decentralized project, even when it comes to having uh, uh, people that work for this project, with this project and with us. But uh, that said, we, uh, we have been self-regulated since day one as a limited DAO. And we always took uh, upon ourselves to make sure that uh, all the DeFi protocols and services and features that we will provide would be utilized in a as much possible of a uh, benevolent manner. And we currently are, we also have a legal team which are in the talks with, we have been discussing for quite some time in regards of uh, what's the best uh, legal structure that HBAR suite could uh, leverage in order to make sure that we as a project are uh, protected, quote unquote. And what is that by chance? Um, there is nothing I can uh, really say exactly. Sure, uh, no worries. We're still in the talks with the with the legal team talking, but we're definitely very proactive into uh, working on the regulatory and non-regulatory um, aspect. Does H Suite, you know, get either? I guess one would put it quarterly or yearly audits done on the platform itself, or how how do you go about you know getting audits done to ensure security, safety? and overall trust within the platform? Um, so we we had uh, a total of uh, two audits, security audits by Halburn Security in the past uh, uh, year and the last year prior. And they were majorly focused uh, initially on the decentralized exchange uh, as well as all the other features as well and also making sure that there would not be uh, strange flaws that could uh, uh, make the smart nodes uh, be subject to, for example, uh, denial of service attacks or any kind of uh, uh, front-end injection as well as back-end injection. And the last audit was um, was a few months ago, just right before going uh, live with the DEX. And uh, they, they went very well. Of course, usually good. the way the audits... The, the way the audits works is you want them to find something. Like yeah. if, the, if the auditor, code auditor, do not find anything, that means that uh, they were not good enough or they they just didn't manage to find anything at all. And we had a few findings, which uh, uh, most of them were pretty much uh, on a lower, uh, lower issue side of things. And thanks to the other co-founder who is also our CTO and he has like, 20 plus years of experience into software development, architecture, That's Tomachi. security. Tomachi, correct. Yeah, he's a, he's a great mastermind. And uh, none of this, um, the smart node technology would have not been as solid as it is today if it wasn't for him alongside the other developers who are underneath his uh, wings, so to speak. And regarding the possible audits, um, if, if we see, if we implement uh, particular improvements or drastical changing into the core smart node technology or a particular feature such as uh, the DEX, for example, we would uh, definitely make sure that uh, we would uh, eventually perform uh, uh, an audit if we see that there is a, a major need for it. And uh, regard regarding that, we would uh, right now we're like 
um, very safe. We have been considered like very safe by Alborn. They try to perform, uh, for example, our attacks, some drain out attacks, concurrency attacks to uh, to try to unbalance liquidity pools, for example, considering that we are zero slippage and they they saw that uh, we were working, uh, uh, everything was working in a really flawless and very good manner. Themselves were really surprised because they had never seen uh, a technology, uh, a Web3 technology such as ours. But uh, yeah, they were they were really good in what they were doing, and uh, yeah, we're happy that we chose Alborn for the for the past two audits. But uh, yeah, in the future, we would definitely see potential uh, future audits coming through. Nice. Yeah, I think it's very smart to at least you know approach getting an audit at least once a year, just to ensure that you are you know being the most secure as well as safe towards anybody who is to utilize the platform as a whole and there's no compromises to be really noticed or able to be compromised, I guess one would put it, to any white hat or black hat hackers. I know, I believe, isn't the white hat hackers the, the like the, the good guys and then the black hat are the bad guys, right? Correct, yes. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so I guess you'd be trying to frame away from all the black hat hackers at the end of the day. But besides that, you know, I was kind of speaking about whenever I brought up, you know, the regulatory landscape for DeFi and how Ripple just won the lawsuit within the United States um, and really just about onboarding more users to Web3 as a whole. How do you plan on making HSuite more accessible to users who are not familiar with, you know, blockchain technology or in other terms for our case, uh, just Hedera Hashgraph's technology itself? Yeah, so um, one of our main key points of uh, our roadmap B2 that uh, we aim to achieve is uh, to do uh, an extended marketing. And alongside that, we also aim to have a what we call Web2 to Web3 bridging, which means that right. uh, we're looking to onboard projects that may work on a, on a more standard manner, whether maybe on the energy field, energy production field, or anything retail use cases that may record certain types of information. We aim to also have them use uh, the smart note technology in a way that the final end user might not even know that they're using uh, our technology in the case. So for That'd us, great. The, the ideal uh, ultimately goal for uh, generally speaking, having Hedera or just a crypto blockchain usage going to mass adoption is to have people use that technology without even knowing that they're using it. And we at Dechbar Suite actually have a, an enterprise side of things and a community side of things. And on the enterprise side of things, we were constantly in the talks with uh, various different projects where they they could potentially leverage our smart node technology, whether, uh, whether for like a private uh, use cases if they wish to in the future having uh, private nodes in order to handle their own infrastructure or maybe use the community nodes depending on the kind of setup and the sort of uh, information that they wish to pass through um, our technology because we uh, the smart node technology is basically uh, databaseless we are databaseless which means that when you for example you go to our uh, launchpad or NFT exchange or Anything on our the app, for example, everything that you see there, it's uh, directly rendered from the Hedera consensus service, 
which means that all the information you see, we use as a database, we use Hedera itself. Nice. And that's a great advantage for uh, um, for people that especially want to augment transparency and also they wish to maybe not have a single point of failure with just a regular centralized database uh, in case that they have some sort of hacks or whatever the case may be. But at the same time, even if we're databaseless, we were able to integrate a hybrid model where, for example, if there was a government entity that wished to have certain information retained privately, they could still encrypt the information and then just have a little piece of information into written in publicly into Hedera that connects to the whole information. A sort of It's what we call like a hash, where you can uh, verify the hash and then see from an internal side of things if the hash uh, um, coincides with the actual information for uh, uh, veridicity purpose in this case. But um, yeah, there is there is very so much potential with the smart nodes and the fact that we sort of uh, we're sort of perceived as competing with smart contracts. It's it's true, yes. But at the same time, uh, smart contract projects protocols of any blockchain whatsoever could actually use uh, smart node technology as a decentralized back end back end. Uh, because uh, most of the time, there are a lot of uh, projects that, uh, yes, they are deploying with smart contracts and technically, yes, they may be uh, decentralized in the sense that the, the code is deployed in, for example, in the Ethereum virtual machine, right? But they, the, the smart contracts themselves have what, what they call the Oracle problem, which generically speaking means that the smart contracts can only interact inside the blockchain they 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 were born at. They cannot grab information from other blockchain or from the outside world, whether whether maybe real-time information or any possible information. And the smart nodes would technically allow um, any smart contract protocol from any chain to interact with the outside world still in a decentralized manner. And this means that smart uh, the smart nodes themselves are able to interact with uh, um, any blockchain, you can interact cross-chain, on-chain, off-chain, like you could uh, literally um, do anything with a smart Wow. And getting the point where people are utilizing H-Suite's technology without even realizing they're utilizing it as a whole, that is, you know, kind of where Hedera Hashgraph is trying to go as well. They want people to utilize, you know, the hashcraft technology without even realizing they're utilizing it. And to get to that point, that's when you know you've really accomplished to an extent, not necessarily mass adoption as a whole, but adoption from the retail side rather than just the Web3 aspects. And I think that's a really smart approach that you're, you're going about doing, you know, trying to onboard people without them even realizing that they're using it within, you know, the corporate and the commercial side of things as well. Very smart approach, Topachi. My final thoughts for you would be if there's any closing thoughts on your end that you'd have, but my last question would be simply, where do you see HSuite within the future? Let's say one year, three years, and potentially even five years down the road. Uh, well, we see HBAR Suite uh, being uh, uh, way more expanded than it is now, and we aim with the uh, brand awareness and extended marketing to to sort of 
have the same goal as Adera, which means that uh, in the enterprise side of things, we aim to have uh, conglomerates or perhaps even multinationals what they to use our technology, but at the same time would also use their technology. So one of our main goals is to do this also so that the Hedera network itself could um, leverage from it, it could expand itself from it. And uh, we also have uh, on the community side of things, we we would love to see eventually many people running their own nodes and uh, seeing, feeling themselves like how important the power of decentralization uh, is, especially in a world uh, where we are in a state of technocracy where uh, with artificial intelligence and all this technology taking over all the information of uh, human beings without sometimes even realizing it and sometimes this information is uh, weaponized against you and we aim to make everything as transparent as possible so that people can make a conscious choice of what they're able what they want to do what they're able to do uh, if they're willing to to do a certain thing or um yeah, this is the um, the base of it, I would say. We wish it aims to transparency, privacy friend as well, and uh, uh, freedom of choice, and uh, possibly uh, get everybody as free as possible now, Web3, Web3 standpoint. Nice. That's amazing to hear. I mean, you've been around for quite some time now. You've, de- you've developed out some amazing things within Hedera Hashcraft's ecosystem. And I only look forward to what's to come with H-Suite. I know big things are in the making. You know, big things have already been produced. And I just look forward to it all at the end of the day. I'll forever support H-Suite as you continue to stay loyal to Hedera and potentially, you know, branch even further outside of Hedera's ecosystem to cross-chain ventures as well. I know there was the bridging mechanism that has been released on H-Suite's platform to bridge other currencies, I believe, uh, from, say, outside cryptocurrency ecosystems into Hedera's ecosystem one way, shape, or form. I think that's great. But Topachi, if there's any closing thoughts that you'd have, now would be the time to do so. But thank you for taking the time once again. Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, the only thing I would like to say as an ending thought is uh, regarding, especially regarding the people uh, that are into Crypto Web 3. Like, I understand that uh, this space is mostly joined by people that uh, wish to make a profit and wish to make money, you know, which is to be yeah. understandable. Like yeah. whether uh, they invest uh, in something that is a utility or they just play around with some NFTs and whatnot. But it's really important when joining the spaces is for me is to always question the authority behind. Yep. And this is for anything. Always question the authority behind the project or the authority of uh, whatever institution and always to your research, always ask questions, but be polite because sometimes like what happens is people may start asking questions and it comes off the wrong way. Like they're trying to bother or they're trying to fad in a certain way, but it's more than legit to be able to ask question and get appropriate answers. And we are at Bar Street, uh, especially for those who join our discord, we are very proactive into answering any possible question whatsoever. And we're happy to share as much as information as uh, as possible. Amazing. Well, Tobachi, thank you for taking the time once again. And ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, this has been the Alt Kings Podcast. And if you like this episode today, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on this video. 
and we will see you all next episode. Peace.